0: Hey, good morning a happy Wednesday. It's Bruce and Judy. You might not even recognize it outside. It's warm. It's technically warm when it's 46 degrees high atop downtown Chicago. By high atop, I mean the sixth floor of the NBC Tower. Uh, we could see a high in the 50s today. Ooh. Right? But soak it in. All right? And hopefully, like, the snow and ice will melt in your neighborhood because tomorrow it all goes down.
1: Well, but that's the problem. The snow is already melting. Yeah. My house is already surrounded by water.
0: Yeah, you can hear in the, the storm drains the water. Oh, yeah, rushing. We're and...
1: gonna get some, uh, probably some localized flooding.
0: Oh, good news! Oh, yeah. good. Before, it's
1: like... that's before the snow.
0: Yeah, and then you've got now we get the heavy wet snow uh, could be starting this. I evening.
1: feel like I'm hearing the forecasters say four to seven inches. I mean, not too bad. When did seven inches become not too bad?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, better than a foot.
1: I guess yeah, that's true. where we're at, right? Oh, you know How many inches are in
0: the foot like...
3: again? I'm sorry, <laughs> a yeah, Let me 12, write that down. Yeah. When around the twelve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All a matter of perspective. You know what? Uh, this is Random Acts of Kindness Week. Uh, are you Are you participating? My guess is most people are not aware that it's Random Act of Kindness Week. Uh, do you perform random acts of kindness? 312 592 591 312-591-8900. Um, I, I think that the, the, the problem is, is if you go out to specifically perform random acts of kindness, I think you're defeating the purpose. That's not random. Yeah, you can't plan <laughs> to have a random act of kindness. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like you're gonna you know go what? plan what to it- be a hero. <laughs> I don't think it works like that.
1: It does. Whatever works, right? If people need a reminder to be kind, I'm all over it, and that's really what it is. You forget to be kind. It can be this is, tough. This is like my jam. I, I I like. I'm the one who has the bumper sticker that says "Kindness Matters."
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. remind everybody behind you yes, so that when you absolutely. cut them off in traffic, like, yeah. hey, don't hug. Uh-huh. You know what? It doesn't Mine hu- says visualize swirled peas, so <laughs> just kind of give you a different vibe on it. Oh, <laughs> boy. Bumper stickers yeah, are a great way it, to communicate.
1: It, they are. I also have one that says, uh, women belong in the force, maybe, uh, how many bumper stickers you have on your car? Yeah. two.
0: Are you one of those people? The whole oh, back of the car is yeah. covered in bumper
1: stickers. Nick, I have and... an SIU bumper sticker too. I got three. Okay, so now we're three. You know what? It's a pilot. It's got a, a wide. It's got, got a lot of space that, that you need to fill up birth there, there and back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, so the <laughs> kindest thing though, because got the <laughs> Carter Mondale sticker on there. <laughs> Seventy-six.
0: Oh, I wish. You know? I
1: wish I had those stickers now. You see
0: those people that have those ones, and I'm like, that
1: was like five elections ago. What you can
0: take the sticker off the car? dead
1: i love the political buttons if i ever see them at vintage stores i always collect them so yeah i'll take the uh, bumper stickers too any hey kindness it doesn't cost anything no it doesn't take any energy hardly i mean it's ridiculous just be kind to people it could just be even in the tone of your voice Mm -hmm.
0: what are some examples of random acts of kindness on this random act of kindness week i think the big one is paying for the people's coffee behind you i think that i see that a lot where people yeah. will be in line at starbucks it's paying it forward that's paying not forward. random act of kindness because you're just getting
1: no it isn't they, they're getting kindness. a bill yeah
0: but they get the bill for the next person and it could be 35 dollars yeah that's not an act of Family kindness. Sex. no that's paying if you can pay it forward that's
1: not <laughs> an act of kindness what do you mean no you pay for you say i'm gonna pay for the guy behind me yeah. But then
0: he's got to pay for the guy. As long as the expectation is he that they can. don't have to pay if for the next can, person. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, it's all about, it's not, don't force yourself to be kind. <laughs> Kindness is a, it's a, you know, that becomes a character fault. Here's what I try to do. I, if I'm in line, I always, oh my gosh, if someone needs, you know, money that's a dollar to, you know, whatever it is, a quarter, it just if you can do it, do it. I mean, if they're never in my life have has somebody not
0: for, had enough money in front of me.
1: That's, that's never in my life. several times that's happened to me. Never in my life. Several You've times. You've never been someone behind Every time I've stepped up. Oh, it's wow. It's a good never. feeling. It's a good feeling because you're, and it's, and they're always so like embarrassed. And you're like, you know what? It's $1. 67. a $1.67. You pay it forward. That's where you say pay it forward so they don't feel bad.
0: I uh, I am overly nice to servers. <laughs> that's your act. To wait, staff. And I've, I've, I've never worked. In, uh, I've actually, I had, I had one, uh, waitress once ask, go, did you used to work? And I go, I've never worked in the food service industry. And she's like, well, you're just like overly nice. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that you'd been through the, the trenches, you know, and you've, you've, uh, uh, felt the pain of, uh, of, of, of serving people at a restaurant. So yeah, I, I just go out of my way to be nice to her, especially now because I always feel like, um, they're stretched a little thin. At least that's oh, what yeah. it looks like in a lot of oh, places yeah. that they're stretched in. So sit better now. I try to, uh, be nice to them. Now, is that just, just through your demeanor, or do you add yeah. that to the monetary side of things as well? Oh. Maybe a lot I don't of believe, in I believe in over-tipping. I don't believe in tipping. Oh. I believe in over-tipping. So, Very yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I tip kind of based on cha- service. If, if they don't chase you out the door and thank you, you didn't tip enough. <laughs> if you're not making a news you know, item out of it, it's like, yeah, you just they gave didn't her come a $14,000 they don't come tip. back and go, uh, uh, thank you, sir. Okay, that means you tipped enough. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the kindest thing, is to just find the people who are having it a t- the toughest day and just maybe doing something for them, you know?
1: Or even people who aren't having a tough day. Just do something, you know, text someone good morning. It's just, it's the simple things, really, that you don't even I think can't about. can't do it
0: because I'm waking them up at this point, you know? Okay, I, don't do it right now. <laughs> wait, no, you're you have texting have me to at wait. 540 a.m., you lunatic. No you one else is up.
1: wait. Well, like, Valentine's Day. You know, I wish to like everyone a happy Valentine's Day, mm. which... I, maybe people wouldn't normally, right? Because you just think about Valentine's Day being from, you know, whatever, maybe your family or your significant other. But no, Lovers. everyone I saw, happy Valentine's Day. Hmm. You know, it was a nice little thing. Really, to me, the biggest act of kindness is, because this always goes right to my heart, people who you you know are lonely, who don't have anyone, who don't even talk to anyone. That, to me, is just so awful that I do try to go out of my way. If I know someone on my block who I know lives alone, doesn't have any family. What was I that? say Happy Valentine's Day.
3: What
0: was, <laughs> what was that song? What if God was one of us? What was that Oh, yeah, song? yeah. Who did that song? Oh, geez, I don't know. DJ Tom, you should know these things. Right off the... Yeah. What if God was one of... I think the only time I've ever seen that performed was by Dr. Evil in uh, the Okay, awesome it most certainly was not originally Joan by Dr. Joan Osborne. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, Joan Osborne. Okay, so, uh, so the, the argument behind that was and and it's bizarre that that song sticks with me the argument the 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 premise of the song was that anybody you run into you know, what if god was one of us what what if you didn't mm-hmm. know the person you ran into like that and i've taken that to mean that for example uh i see two homeless guys on my way home from work they're not there in the morning i don't know where they are right now but Sleeping. when i go home they are along my walk on Illinois. I say hi to them every day. I I don't know if I'm how many people say hi. I look them in the eye. They're people. They're humans. Mm-hmm. They're homeless or whatever. I I don't always. I don't have change for them. I don't. I'm not giving them money. But I acknowledge that they're an, a person mm-hmm. and they're human. And I'm like, hey, okay, you know, good luck today. You know, it's one of the. I
1: just. Maybe you can kick in a few bucks today since it's Kindness
0: Week. I don't carry money. I don't. What do they got? They got Venmo? For God's sake! Before, well, do, you, do you have an you N- leave? <laughs>
1: Remind me. I'll give you a couple dollars. Do you have a Zelle account? An can NFT I, that I an can maybe? You can't eat an NFT. But that is I, exactly I, why I have cash money, just for things like that. Just, yeah. You never know when you are going to need a couple bucks.
2: I want to tell you, I had a boss, and he was the president of a broadcasting company. Right, or like a vice president, he would carry around pouches of tuna fish, and he would give the homeless guys pouches of tuna fish. Okay, that's and I laughed and I said, "You're serious? No, no, no." He said that they were appreciative because that's the one thing that they can carry around with them and eat.
0: Like those little And the guys would
2: ask him every day, hey, you got any more of those tuna. pouches? That's yeah. yeah. Can I get yeah. the
0: lemon pepper next time? Yeah. Can I get right. that? <laughs> <You> <laughs> the buffalo style? Little star kiss? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, re- that is oddly okay, weird. And kudos but, yeah. to him
1: that he learned what they wanted. Yeah, because it is true. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that homeless people tuna just fish. want your leftovers? No, they probably want. I have a friend... Every time I'm on the phone with her. She's a nurse. Ever I, I swear I don't talk to her that much, but when I do, she's on the I'm on the phone and I hear I'm like, Where are you? She's like, Ah, giving peanut butter to my friend, you know, Bill. Every week she drives by and gives this homeless guy a jar of peanut butter. Because one time he asked, whatever she was giving him, money, he was like, Do you have any because peanut butter? Because I don't butter? want money, I want so, peanut butter. So peanut butter is a big thing for homeless people. And the, again, going to Nick's reasoning, it's probably keeps well, it's in a jar, it's easy to right. carry. So, yeah, there you go. You know what? Uh, maybe I can get some peanut butter on my way home. There you go. Because I go right down Lower Wacker there. I have many opportunities.
0: Yeah, for peanut butter.
1: To get Pam, out peanut butter.
0: Pam, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, uh, a few years ago,
4: uh, my husband and I, we used to do a pay it forward to the restaurants and stuff, pick out somebody. Well, one day I was in Cracker Barrel by myself, and I see this elderly gentleman, and he's just kind of, you know, shabby and everything and that. So I told the waiter that uh, I would like to pay for his meal.
3: That's
5: nice.
4: Well, a few minutes later, the waiter comes back to me, and he said, that gentleman wants to pay for your meal He's a pretty wealthy guy. Aww. He just dresses that way for people to leave him alone. <laughs> How
0: wow. sweet
1: is that? That's
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Can't ju- I can't judge a book by its cover.
1: That is almost too much kindness. Okay, so maybe so I need kindness. to ask
0: the guy standing outside of the Walgreens with the cup in his hand. Do you really have a lot of money? I oh. mean, are you really just a rich guy? <laughs> that is that is a risky proposition. That's a risky proposition. Yeah. Okay, risky. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. He's got a cup on. He's
1: probably legit.
0: Um, you've seen people with the emotional support animals, right? Well, a man is fighting to keep his emotional support pig, or as Nick would call it, emotional support bacon. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it next on 890 WLS. <laughs> people with their dogs, usually maybe a, a cat, cat mm-hmm. you know, uh, the airlines then started to have to, um, issue, uh, parameters because people were trying to bring a whole variety of
1: Every animal. Dare I say farm on. animals. Like yeah, the, I, one person that was it was
0: emotional support peacock. And I was like, you got to be you think you're going to bring a peacock on it, but you think snakes <laughs> on a plane are back. <laughs> there is a peacock on this. OK, Uh but we've got a guy. There's always a guy in New York who's trying to keep his emotional support. Pig. he's got a pot belly pig and weren't the, those were kind of a popular pet for a while
1: yeah. yeah i think they still are i think a lot of people have them te- cute. Cute. Teacup, yeah. teacup
0: pigs too R- they try to Wait, get the the a ryan- is a teacup pig yeah little well, okay. okay. pigs.
2: Yeah. ryan sandberg's daughter okay who i went to school with oh wow shelby sandberg had a pet pig had a pet pig Well,
0: Mm -hmm. fun
2: fact fact. (laughs) for all the
0: Cubs fans. Well, apparently apparently. in the little town in upstate New York, that Wyvern, his name is his parents want to name him Laverne. They went with Wyvern instead. Wyvern, um, you can't have a pig because they consider it a farm animal and you can't keep it in town.
1: I don't know why why a pig is considered, you know, a farm. Just because someone said, because we're going to eat pigs, so, mm. you know, you can't keep them. I well, mean, old
0: McDonald had one. Hello, Yeah,
1: yeah it's Have a, he lived yeah, next to a pig farm? The, well, there is it's, I know, Maybe it's that's disgusting, the, 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 but it's not a yeah. pig farm. It's one pig. It's and singular and, pig. One. Yeah, now it is 110 it pounds. A which, 110
0: <laughs> yeah. pounder. That's
1: a lot of but bacon. I, why, can't a pig <laughs> be, why can't a pig be, uh, you know, the family pet? It, it's ridiculous. Let, let him. Do what he wants. They're actually headed to trial
0: over this. Is gone as this is in the court system in New York, where this guy is facing criminal charges for his emotional support pig.
1: I mean, people have snakes that should be illegal. (laughs) Alligators. It's you know. You're not getting between me and my
0: gator. (sighs) Me and Amos, we're we're good pals.
1: (laughs) I mean, come on. You know, I'd have a problem. Maybe I'd be, I think I'd be smelling the pig a lot and thinking mm, bacon, but not him. He says he needs it. It got him through, helped him through I, a divorce, a family do, death.
0: I, I don't spend a lot of time around pigs, contrary to popular belief.
1: I don't think they smell like bacon, do they? Well, and these, no, they just you, smell oh, like If pig. they do, <laughs> I'm going to get them. These Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs are kind of a different breed too, right? I mean, they're, right. they're smaller. They're they're low they to the ground. Like <laughs> do we even eat Vietnamese pot-bellied pig?
0: I couldn't begin to tell you. I maybe the Vietnamese it. do. I mean. Uh, maybe. <laughs> do they call it a Vietnamese potbellied pig or do they just, just call it pot-bellied pot-bellied a potbellied pig? pig. <laughs> yeah. They just
1: call it a pig. Like we do. It's a pig. Yeah. I just feel like unless the pig's running around dirtying up the neighborhood, which I don't believe it is, I let the guy do what he wants. What
0: <laughs> did you know there is such a thing called the North American <laughs> Pet Pig Association or Napa? the
3: N-A-P-P-A, <laughs>
0: which, uh, which specifies rules for what constitutes a pet pig. I did not know that. There is an organization that uh, um, they have to be under a specific weight, okay. only pot-bellied pigs, so not other types of piggies. I, listen, I can... When I, I, I when I race in Iowa, uh, I stay on a farm. It's a working farm. It's a bed and breakfast working farm. And I will tell you, I have never wanted to own a pig in my life, except when you see the baby pigs. Mm. They're so cute, mm, little piglets. Pig like, I'll take them yeah. all. And then they're like, mm. that's what they end up as. I go, what? It yeah, turns into huge. that thing. Huge. No. Yeah, I don't want that thing. No, but they're cute when they're small. I will grant them that.
1: But as long as you're treating it like a pet and you're taking care of it and is there a limit? Then is there a limit to what can be a pet? I, yeah, I, I had friends. You know, okay, they had rats. Yeah, pets. fancy rats. Fancy white rats. I mean, I, and actually, fancy rats. rats. Yeah, rats
0: that's what you, they're are literally so smart. They're they're literally a different like type of rat. There's the rats out there that are the size of pomeranians and are Zena. eating your trash. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I trip over them on the way. (laughs) One of them has a license plate. It's a big rat. (laughs) Uh, And then there's, like, pet rats. They call them fancy rats. They're they're called fancy rats. They're called fancy rats. I was ten years old when I learned there's something called a fancy rat. They're a beautiful color. They're usually, like, white or cream, maybe gray. And... I they're, don't know why wonderful. when you say fancy rat, I think it's like wearing a top hat. It's maybe has a bow tie. It on. might as well be wearing a top really? hat. They are very intelligent. They're very kind. They're lovable. Fancy rats are smart as well. Yeah, they. they You watch them. They can solve anything. They'll find your remote if it ever gets lost. Just go digging around in the couch or <laughs> something. You know, I love. I love rats as a pet. They're a great God. idea.
1: God, it's a rat. Why Ooh. is nobody up in arms?
0: If the because guy wants to have a pig, clean. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm saying there are crazier things, and I think we have other more important things to worry about than this poor man in upstate New York who wants Why to Vern? Why emotional Vern? pet the
0: the village mayor. By the way, who's who's behind this? That's going to court, trying to enforce their their zoning codes. Said that you know what, if every citizen were to openly scoff at the village zoning codes. We would live in a lawless society. This may this mayor has equated this guy's pot-bellied pig to a lawless society. What's next? What's prostitution. Next? Prostitution. Obviously. Come on. First <laughs> thing you got, you live with pot-bellied pigs, and then we all know prostitution. Every time, it's like without <laughs> fail, unreal. So there you have it. So uh, anyway, we will we will find out that. The, it, 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 Apparently that's it's pretty common a lot of places. And you only find out if you like, you know, a building inspector comes by or some city official they're like, Hey, you got a pig in here? You're like, Yeah, why? You can't have a pig? What do you mean you can't have a pig? Like that's how everybody learns. Yeah. Since when? And for that, this for that for that
1: inspector, that's like you know hitting the jackpot. Oh, oh we're taking <laughs> this all outside. the way to the Supreme Court. We got a pig. Send everybody. <laughs> they finally get their they get their book out. Oh, and they start writing so up the uh, the ATF yeah.
2: is
0: there. It's Christmas, Christmas part two. birthday, wow. New Year's rolled like, into one. Come
1: out with your pig. <laughs>
0: Still time for our criminal of the day. Not the pig owner, but uh, a shout out to Eric Spencer of New York City, who understands smash and grab, it, but isn't so good with the interwebs. Allegedly, Spencer and three cohorts rubbed, robbed the Chanel store in Manhattan's Soho neighborhood, flashing a firearm and instructing the others to grab everything. The crew made off with nearly $200,000 in merchandise. Now, Spencer was quickly identified as the ringleader, mostly because of his involvement in 20 other burglaries. The long arm of the law caught up with him in Florida, and the investigation dug deeper. Cops combed through his computer and phone and found Google searches for, quote, Chanel store robbery, unquote, Soho robbery, and robbers in Soho, all corresponding with the night of the heist. Objection! Circumstantial! Okay, so police also found a Twitter post by Spencer the day after the burglary advertising Chanel bags that read, quote, so much double C, I could open a small boutique FRFR. The Dakota ring says the double C stands for the Chanel logo and FRFR means. For real, for real. Objection hearsay. <laughs> all right fine. A series of texts were also found on Mr. Spencer's phone from potential customers of the stolen bags, but he replied, quote, "I had Chanel bags. they all gone, and quote, "No more bags, bro." unquote. Objection speculation! Finally. Spencer, apparently unaware that jailhouse phone conversations are recorded, attempted to create an alibi with his girlfriend by claiming he wasn't talking about Chanel bags, but rather coach bags, despite the fact that he couldn't explain where he came upon enough bags of any brand to, quote, open a small boutique, unquote. Spencer faces a sentence of 12 years in prison if convicted of federal robbery and conspiracy counts. So, for searching Google for your crime, advertising your ill-gotten gains on Twitter, selling them by text, and conspiring to commit perjury by phone, you, Eric Spencer, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. The Sandy Hook families have reached a settlement with the gun manufacturer Remington. What does this mean for all gun manufacturers? We'll dig into it next on 890 WLS. Ticket broker gets a year and a half in jail for a scheme involving, quote, ill-gotten White Sox tickets. Should there be more punishment for ticket scalpers? And what are your horror stories when it comes to buying and selling tickets?
1: And enjoy the weather today because it's not going to last long. We talk with meteorologist Ray Stajic after 6.30 about the wild winter weather coming your way. And an Olympic double
0: standard, Shakari Richardson, who was prevented from competing in 2021 for using marijuana, questions the decision to allow a 15-year-old ruski skater to compete in the winter games after failing to pass... Her own drug test. We'll hear what Richardson had to say in just a few minutes. But first, the families of the nine victims of the Sandy Hook shooting announced Tuesday they have settled a lawsuit with the gun manufacturer Remington for producing the gun used in the shooting. And this is the first time a gunmaker has been held liable for a mass shooting. Should more gun manufacturers be held to the same standards? And will this make any changes in the way they produce or maybe even market firearms? You can share your thoughts at 312-591-8900. I, I do think it's interesting because I was thinking about it. I can't think of another time that a gun manufacturer was held liable for a shooting. Never. And I, I, I count me as one that's surprised by it. I I will liken it to a car manufacturer being held liable for a car accident when there's nothing the car didn't malfunction uh, you, know, you know you have recalls or you know the pinto blew up, no, no no it, it just somebody used their car improperly and you sue the car manufacturer because that's what I equated to
1: well, they argued that um they they produced a gun and marketed it as right. kind of like a killing machine, right Now, the only problem I have with that uh, argument though is his you know his it was his mom's gun she bought they were acting like they marketed it toward him you know he obviously had issues you know and i i think they said something he about a, his mom, a video stole game stole the gun and killed him yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean but it was her gun mm-hmm. that she now, i don't know i did i can't it even was it marketed to him well it was marketed to him but she bought the gun now we could say maybe she bought it for him maybe that's why it was there but so i just thought that argument legally just strictly legally kind of fell apart there but you know obviously the court didn't
3: hmm
0: if someone steals your gun, you know you're a legal gun owner, right? And someone steals your gun and commits a crime with it. Why is it the gun's fault? Yeah, why? How how does the gun fall into it? Maybe it was you know improper storage. If of the, somebody I, I steals I mean, I your know, car and then commits and crime. and hits somebody crossing the crosswalk mm-hmm. on Michigan, why is it the car's fault?
1: Well and that wasn't about that it was her gun. I mean I just brought that up because I thought that was interesting right. no, but because it's let's same. but let's not forget he fired a, over 150 mm-hmm. bullets in 4 minutes. That was the that was the gist of this case. That that gun never should have even been produced. I own one.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have one. Everybody should own one. Yeah, mm. should, I, well, you should have two. Yeah. Three, four. So what's it, what's since you're an owner of one Bruce, what's it like, you know, when what it comes like in terms of the um as someone who's only I think the biggest gun I've ever fired was using a uh, like a double barrel shotgun in the moors of Scotland to shoot clay pigeons. That'd get a little kick. You, right? Yeah, that's got that, your shoulder. You do. But it's it's hardly anything that is modern in any yeah. sort of way or uh, And why that, do you,
1: yeah, like why do you need a gun that shoots 150 bullets in 4 minutes? Why, why, why don't you need you, one? Why would you ever need that? But
0: I I'd rather have oh. one that shoots 250, but you know, yeah. i go
2: though? with but what I got. For
1: what? For because.
2: to protect
0: against tyranny
2: is my opinion, but yeah. nobody will go along with me on that. That's mm. fine.
1: <laughs> tyranny?
0: Um so the it, the thing about it is is it's difficult for people who don't understand guns to get the bullet that comes out of that rifle is no different from a bullet you can fire out of a variety of different rifles. Mm-hmm. It fires uh, 223 or 556 five, ammo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I have 556 five, in my, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the native. It's a little cheaper. Uh, it, it, the ammo. Every pull of the trigger is one bullet. A hunting rifle. Every pull of the trigger is one bullet. Mm-hmm. A pistol, every pull of the trigger is one bullet. It's just the way it looks. Mm. Wait a second, Arguing, but that
1: wasn't this gun,
0: right? It most certainly was. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: shot 150 bullets? Yeah, he brought extra ammo with time, him. Each time, one push. He pulled the trigger.
0: He pulled the trigger 150 one. times.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: It's not an automatic weapon. It though. No. There's no such thing. They're illegal, and they're almost impossible to to find and right. get and, and and have. They're military-only uh, automatic weapons. Um. So it's one pull the trigger equals one bullet. So if that gun, the AR-15 specifically in in this case, the, the Bushmaster that he used in this horrific crime, let's get that out of the way. The only difference between that and thousands of other guns is what it looks like. And so the argument is, and the argument I would make is, the difference is between Judy's Honda Pilot and my Mustang, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're both cars. They both go from A to B. Mine just looks sportier.
1: Well, that's a matter of taste. But anyway, yes. <laughs> I. Uh, but yeah. they both yeah. do the they
0: same do thing. The, they perform One the same just function. looks different.
1: It's all it is. It looks
0: okay, like a military style. It looks quote-unquote, cooler to some people, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But it's only the look of it. The mechanism of the gun is identical I, to
1: see, I, so many other guns. There, your argument, though, I would say your Mustang could do more than my pilot. I, I think it could get to to 50 faster.
0: Okay. If used improperly.
1: Or properly, in your case, right? I mean, I think there's...
0: Uh, yeah. My guess is how is it the gun's fault? How is it the car's fault?
1: Well, I, I my car is doing zero miles an I, hour right I now. I brought up this, and I, I don't think I mean you're and my answer, AR is shooting zero people right what now. What I said, why do you need a gun that shoots one hundred and fifty bullets? In, so, what's know?
0: the number? What, what's the number of how many bullets you should be able to shoot?
1: I don't know, but there's got to be some more logical number than one hundred and fifty bullets. It's just why do you? Who needs a gun but again, like that? It's, besides it's, someone in the military, so you only
0: sell people one hundred and fifty bullets. Like I don't understand the argument. I. I buy bull. I, when I get bullets, I buy them. Oh my god, thousand rounds at a time, thousand at a time, <laughs> you, you get them in, a, in boxes. And yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it's not
1: about the number of bullets. Okay. It's about how many he shot in a matter of time. Well, matter so how many he minutes. can fit in
0: his pockets? How many he can? Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, they got, were all in the gun at the same time. It does not hold 150 bullets.
1: He reloaded, but after shooting 150 times, right? Isn't that what they said? After 100, after four that minutes, was not he had to one, reload.
0: No. Well, Judy, I'll bring this no. in. Uh, no. Eric Thir- from Arlington. 30 Hyde. rounds, 30 rounds, 30 rounds. Yeah, 30 20, probably 20, at a time. My, I think Mike my, my, might hold 30. Mike, my, um,
2: my Mags are 20s. Yours are yeah.
0: 20s? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Eric in Arlington Heights says, I can shoot 150 bullets in four minutes with my semi automatic pistol. Yeah. You know, so that's not radically but different begin. from what we're talking semi-automatic about. Semi automatic is the right. thing that scares people. Yeah. Semi automatic terminology. Means every pull of the trigger is one bullet. Your Daisy Red Rider. Was semi-automatic. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Every pull of the trigger is one BB. And so the the argument is, and and these families again, and I just don't understand necessarily, and I don't like the precedent of it. Is how is it the gun manufacturers' fault that someone used a tool improperly? If you go on a a, a a a hammer spree, you know, hitting people with a hammer. It, there was a a stabbing. What was in Albuquerque that day? Guy running around with stabbing. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt the knife manufacturer said, well, we we want this to be used to stab people with. Hey, Dave, uh, what's your point?
4: Hey, how you doing, Bruce? First off, I wanted to comment and just say that I really commended you, like, you know, explaining the difference with, you know, the 5.56 and two twenty three are the same rounds used in many hunting rifles. Yeah. I mean, there's really no difference. And in the, in the platform that the AR-15 is built on has just been kind of used to demonize uh, the same caliber that's used in many other guns. And I and I agree with you 100%. The precedence is a dangerous one to set now because, just like you said, hammer manufacturers could be gone after if someone, you know, a rental van. Uh, so we're going to shut down rental companies for vans? We can't have them
0: anymore? Yeah. You know, yeah or yeah. eating you, utensils, whatever. Well, and again, and, and I appreciate that, Dave. But, the, I mean, I guess the point being, and I'm I making, I'm not trying to be trite about it, is if you take Judy's Honda to Pilot, And you put chrome rims on it, and you put a racing stripe, and you put a a wing (laughs) on the back of it. By the way, it would look fantastic. All you've done is change the appearance. It's still a Honda Pilot. Mm -hmm. And these rifles are rifles that shoot two, two, three rounds. How they look is irrelevant. Well, it looks scary. It looks like a military. Okay. Well, your car looks like a race car.
1: It's still just a car. Well, but the scary part is what happened, right? It's Without the doubt. yeah, it's said people are. Then, if you want to say they misuse the gun, that's fine. But that's I would what certainly they're doing. argue they misuse yeah, the gun and, when they shoot up a school, right? And since we we seem to be not not able to, you know, help people with mental illness or whatever it is, these people they had to go after the gun manufacturer. I mean, that's just you know, and, and the judge agreed. And
3: mm. it's well,
0: yeah, I know
1: gun owners hate it, but it's like something's got to be done. You can't blame forward for car accidents. You know well. I mean, by that argument. I guess, yeah, there's always got to be a bad guy, and obviously we know who it is in this case.
0: Is it an Olympic double standard? Shakari Richardson is now weighing in on a positive drug test for another athlete. We'll talk about it next on 890 WLS. Hey, good morning and a happy Wednesday to you. It's Bruce and Judy, and, uh, well, if the the TV ratings are any uh, example, not a ton of people are watching the Olympics, maybe for a variety of reasons. Certainly can't help that it's literally the opposite side of the world right? Mm-hmm. I, you know what
1: though? I've made it clear that I love the Olympics. I always watch the Olympics. I tuned in yesterday and I got bored. Okay. I didn't even wait up for to see if the Russian girl got her gold medal. I just I don't know what it is. What it's, Russian girl is that? You know, the one in question. The one who took some substance and that was an illegal substance but she still got to compete.
0: Camilla Valieva.
1: There you go. Thank you.
0: Uh, Is a 15-year-old Russian skater. Okay. And she tested positive um, for a banned drug. She uh, appealed, for lack of better terms, and was allowed to compete. But you only have to go back about a year for the... Much delayed summer Olympics when U.S. sprinter Shakari Richardson tested positive for the weed and was banned from the Olympics. Is that a double standard? Mm-hmm. Listen,
1: any- well, on the surface, it certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? it does. uh,
0: no one, and, uh, you know, I'm going to have to rely on you guys. I'm under the impression that the weed... Is not a performance-enhancing drug when it comes to sports. If anything, it's a nap-inducing drug. It's a performance-enhancing drug when you're trying to listen to Santana or eat Cheetos. Yeah, that's okay. when it's a performance-enhancing okay. drug. Other, other you times, could probably no.
1: argue that it makes you, um, calmer.
0: I mean, people do you do want to variety. do that when you're running a race. I don't know. Maybe, don't be be maybe you don't
1: want to be <laughs> freaking out.
0: Hey, everybody else <laughs> is running. You're just walking.
1: You're like, uh, what yeah. are you guys going so fast. I mean, for? maybe it, it helps your nerves. I mean, there's a lot of things you can argue. So and it's a drug. And yeah, it, it, I don't think that's one that makes you a better athlete necessarily. But the fact that it's a drug is why it's banned, right?
0: So is there a double standard?
1: Well, it's a little bit more complicated in, um, The Russian skater's case, right? Because she in it. First of all, it was was, she tested for three heart medications. One of them's banned. Okay. Secondly, they say that she didn't have enough. She wouldn't have had enough time to appeal. Like her. So they're letting her. They're letting her race under protest. It was a due process thing, rather than we're just going to let her. Because if she did win the gold, they weren't going to let her have her little ceremony. Mm -hmm. That was going to be her punishment for. But yeah, it was more a technicality than anything else. Um, yeah, but that's what, that's but, what,
0: but they told Shakari Richardson. What was it? Her mom had died, and she right. was uh, depressed, she, and so she, she smoked some weed, weed yeah. and you know. And I've it was, always heard it, was it
1: stays in your system for thirty weeks days before the yeah, Olympics exactly. and all this.
0: Exactly. Well, so they didn't. They, there was no. That was a cut and dry right. rule. Why is this not a cut and dry right. rule? They Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what. That's what I think people, and specifically Shakari Richardson, is really upset about. Is that it was so. Immediate. They were just like, "Well, you smoke some dope, that's it. so you're sorry, out. you're done. You're not. You're not going to be running in uh, this race." And this is what they do. This, I mean, this is their The Russians cheat. Yeah, <laughs> it's what they do.
1: Well, not only that, now it's why they're not competing as Russia. Right now, we're under coming to understand cheat. they cheat and they get away with it. Oh, absolutely. That's the, they that's do. the thing. How are they getting away with this? It was institutionalized.
0: <laughs> the documentary Icarus is a great way to look at it. The doctor who ran the facility to help them cheat and avoid detection as authorized by the Russian government. Literally, they created a government department to try to cheat the Olympics. That's why they're not flying it's the Russian flag. It's ROC.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think that's what turned me off last night. I when I was Before I wanted to watch the skating, they had um, a couple of former skaters on who do the color. Mm-hmm. Tara Lipinski and Weir. Yeah. yeah. Tara and, Lipinski
0: and, and Johnny Weir
1: and another person. Um and they were all talking about this and they were all in agreement it's ridiculous. It's absolutely she should have been banned. So that's such a turn off. It's like all right, so now the Olympics are so tainted. Maybe that was what just eh, During was, like, the watching the,
0: the 15-year-old's routine, uh, uh Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir didn't talk. Wow. They just let her skate under, under protest, silence. for lack of better terms. Okay. They they okay. didn't do the, you know, the play-by-play, uh, you know. She's about to hit that triple A. Like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah you know, none, none of that. And that was their, I guess you'd call it their protest, if you will, that she was being allowed to compete after testing positive. So, yeah, just more of that. When it comes to the Olympics, maybe a good reason why, and maybe another reason why a lot of people aren't watching now. Hey, good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Bruce and Judy. It is warming up a little bit, about 20 degrees warmer than yesterday. Could still get warmer today and then dramatically change once again. The only consistent thing about weather is the change. And nobody knows more than that than Ray Stajik. He's the senior meteorologist at the Weather Channel. Hey, good morning, Ray. Bruce,
6: you know, good morning When we're talking this much, you know something has to be wrong
0: Yeah, well it is kind of interesting The uh, uh, the, the, the schizophrenic nature of the weather this week Where uh, we had some real cold And wind added to it Followed by some warming today But the warming is just a um, It's just a tease Because Thursday We go to hell in a handbasket again
6: uh, yeah, and um, we're also going to be led to believe that, um, you know, maybe the event is over some point tomorrow morning when there might actually be a little bit of a low the action. That's Ooh. kind of Mother Nature, like, resetting. And most of the snow that's in the forecast, I want to emphasize this, most likely comes tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening. Now, mm. you're going to be walking around town today saying, oh, what are you talking about? Not so like, bad. Something degrees? it's not too bad, it's February 16th. I'm feeling good. And then tomorrow, bam, that's the end of that gig. The uh, temperatures will be near like 30, and it's going to be snowing in the afternoon. You're going to be like, what the heck is going on? I here? blame Ray. But it's,
3: yeah,
0: why not? Everybody
6: blames the weatherman, right? Uh, but it is February. Let's remember. Although yeah. we've kind of had our ups and downs this winter, um, it looks like we'll go up and then back down and then back up and then back down. It looks like it's going to continue. How
1: bad is the uh, is the rain event going to be? Is that that seems like that's what's going to really cause the problems.
6: Uh, yeah, the rain's going to be a problem in terms of flooding. Uh, it may end up with some ice jam flooding on some of the local rivers, too. Mm. Um, heavy ice on many of the rivers, and the warmer weather is breaking up some of that ice, and then you can get rain on top of that, so the river rises over the next few days. Um, maybe enough to lead to uh, some ice jams, and that could flood things up, too, so we'll have to worry about that. Um, rapidly rising water, too, and they want we'll have to worry about snow-covered roadways tomorrow afternoon. So uh, plenty to be concerned about in terms of weather um, and plenty of slow travel, as uh, it does look like Mother Nature is going to kind of give us a one-two punch here. The warm side first, then the cold side over the next uh, let's see, we're at 36 hours.
0: Ray Stajic is a senior uh, meteorologist over there at uh, the Weather Channel, and and we we check in with you to understand more of this. And, it, it, you know, one of the things that kind of strikes me, only because when I was walking in this morning, I heard the water rushing in the storm drains Mm because snow's melting. It's in the 40s, you know, and and there's still huge piles of snow mm-hmm. around in the, on the side of the road and whatever, and the concern would be you've got the snow melting at the same time the rain's coming, and that's where some of this flooding might come from as well, right?
6: Yeah, that's 100% accurate. What you're hearing is, you know, snow melting, and what you're going to see is not only with the snow melting, or the rain falling is you're, you're kind of making that situation a little bit worse. The snow depth on the ground at O'Hare, they're, they're not reporting right now, but uh, most of what's left is basically snow banks. And the, as that all goes away, you know, it's got to go somewhere, right? Sure. And melting water, And it's going to the same place with the water coming out of the sky, and that's the storm drains and into the local rivers and streams.
1: And is there an issue with the rain when it comes to it not being able to go, like, into the ground because of snow cover? You know, we have a lot more snow out in the suburbs than uh-huh. in the city.
6: Oh, yeah. As you get away from the urban heat island, a.k.a. the city, um, the suburbs that got the heavier snow from our last event, um, You know, the snowpack may actually help in those areas because what that snow will do will actually absorb some of the rainfall as it comes down, so you have less opportunity to get that water to run off and run into the streets and cause additional flooding. But uh, still, there may be some. Um, that rainfall probably going to, accumulates about a quarter to maybe half an inch of rain, and then we may have the liquid equivalent of that um, in snowfall tomorrow afternoon, a quarter to half an inch of rain, which would basically add up from about two to six inches of snow. There's a winter weather advisory tomorrow. um, That covers up Cook County west and north and just to our south. And then there's a winter storm watch just south out near Kankakee and points west and south of that. Now, that's because the weather service doesn't have a high confidence that They're going to see heavier snow there. It's kind of where the line is to where we get, you know, kind of that mixing and that later transition Mm -hmm. on over to snow. But there may be areas just south, just like the last event, where you go from maybe two to six inches of snow as we cover Cook County and points west and north to maybe six, seven, eight inches of snow. If it overachieves, we could see some double-digit totals in some spots. But uh, I think, again, we're getting into uh, manageable snow because the snowfall rate should be less than half an inch an hour. But still tomorrow afternoon. It could snow pretty well. Yeah, that's
0: south of the eighty. Kind of it keeps yeah. getting My smashed goodness. like that.
1: What about? Hey, Ray, and just quickly, what about any um, concern about ice?
6: Yeah, ice would be on the area rivers if they break up and we get ice jams, and you know, even some areas that could be jamming up uh, some of the some of the storm drains. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, some concern with ice. And you know, one last thing I just thought about too: there is a wind advisory today, so um, let's not forget about the wind—thirty-plus mile per hour wind gust. Is it going to be strong enough to take down some small trees or put a tree on a power line? Probably not, but anytime it's windy, who knows? I mean, some trees sometimes just have weakened so much over the course of their life. Um, you know, that could be a problem, but I don't see widespread wind damage today, but certainly see some garbage cans blowing around.
0: Up. Yeah, when the ground gets saturated, then the wind. I mean, you can see a combination yeah. of things. And, and, and yeah. I, again, just because I need to be reminded The difference between an
6: advisory, a watch, and a warning. (sighs) Why Um, can't people
1: get this?
6: (laughs) Now, let's just say anytime there's a watch, the watch means that the potential for an event. Watch Watch out. Watch out. Right. So when you get into advisory, that means it's more certain of an advisory event snow. That means about two to six inches in this part of the country. Now, when the winter storm watches were to the south, what's going to happen there is they'll either go to an advisory for a lower snow event or winter storm warning once they feel more confident the warning means a good chance we're going to see six or more inches of snow so when you go to warning it's probably going to happen in the advisory area it's probably going to happen when you're under a watch the watch means we're kind of watching and seeing what we think is going to happen anytime there's a warning it means not that it's a hundred percent but there's more confidence that we'll have uh, an event occurring in this so the case, scale the scale goes advantage.
0: watch advisory warning yeah, some
6: worst, some yes, exactly. That's what I, I need. I'm I really need worse. a scale. No. Okay. <laughs> I, okay.
0: <laughs> and I would still That's argue red, green yellow red might be easier for me, but I appreciate <laughs> it, <right>. Ray. <laughs> all right. Have a great okay. day. He's Ray stagic uh with the, <laughs> with the Weather Channel senior meteorologist over there. They would they use all these terms.
1: I you know, the, I can't keep them straight. And one of our texters points out it's a full moon.
0: Ooh, well, wow, on top course of it it. Is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Weather's going wild. There's a full moon.
1: Crazy weather.
0: People are going to be having mm-hmm. raves out in the street.
1: Yeah, but you go like from
0: 20s to 50s to Thirties and snow, to, uh, yeah, rain in the
1: middle there. I mean, it's it's unusual to have rain and then snow. You're gonna it's, you're
0: gonna get. We're gonna have like yeah. every meteorological phenomena happen in just about thirty six hours. We're gonna get. We're to pack a lot of living into the, Wind, the next day and a half. High winds. High winds, winds. Thank you. Yeah. Cats yeah. will start making friends with dogs. Cats Who and dogs knows. living Locals together. Start coming <laughs> out
1: of the tree out of the uh, skies. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those crazy. It's you know what? It's gonna be one of those weather days in Chicago.
3: Yeah,
0: we're so yeah. used to
1: it. Well, and and, and if you are not, you should be.
0: The big change is now that uh, many people get a chance to work from home, and tomorrow might be one of those days where you are like, maybe mm, it's yeah. just not worth worth it, right? And uh, again, we're going to get a little bit of a lull. We're going to get the storm, a lull, and then version t- two comes in tomorrow afternoon.
1: Nice, oh yeah,
0: good news. All right. We're going
1: to go from the watch to the advisory to the warning. Hey, good
0: morning to you. A happy Wednesday. Thank you for spending time with us today. It's Bruce and Judy. And if you uh, have gone to a, a sporting event or a concert or any kind of big event these days, you probably had to go and buy tickets, buy them online. The whole ticket world has changed. You know, we, we went from the physical tickets. I've got a, uh, a, a frame thing of ticket stubs of like all the concerts, you know, I went to like, I was, mm-hmm. well, what do you, what would you have now? A couple screenshots off of your phone?
1: A code. You print out the code. Uh,
0: yeah. you, you, a QR code, a mm-hmm. barcode of some sort. Yeah. That it, it's changed, but I can remember and, and maybe this is just me not trusting technology as much. You'd go to a football game, a bears game. And there'd be some guys out front. They, now they you know, one of the tricks is they're not allowed to sell tickets. They're allowed to buy them. So they go looking for a pair. Anybody yeah. selling tickets? That means they're selling tickets. So, <laughs> so you go and go, uh, you have a pair of tickets? Yeah. Here, here's what I got. You know, 50 yard line, you know, 200 bucks. All right. Cool. What well, you boom, boom. And you go inside. You got your tickets in your hand. We well, you can't do that anymore. The, 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 the sports leagues. And the owners got ticked off that people were making money off that, so they're like, "We got to get, we got rid of it." So they brought it in house. And so, if I went to a Bulls game on Saturday, and if you go on the Bulls website, it also links to a secondary market of people selling their tickets. Hmm, season ticket holders, I assume, verified and people, you know, right. But the bulls get a cut of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so now when I buy the ticket from Joe, mm-hmm. the bulls still get another cut of the resale market. So that's why it kind of went digital, went online. But that also opened itself up to a whole new set of scams and schemes. And we're finding out that one ticket broker with a little bit of a insiders at the White Sox organization is going to jail for a year and a half for his stolen ticket scheme. Yeah, uh, 35-year-old Bruce Lee. Not that Bruce Lee. I was going to say, that, yeah. the minute I read that, I was like, okay, come on. So
1: apparently he stole these like comp tickets because his argument was, the White Sox didn't really place any value on those stolen tickets, so he they should were just, free. Yeah, they, they should be happy. Anyway, People came in and brought, drinking. That's exactly what he said. He brought in yeah. these hard drinking Sox fans. Buying hot dogs. I would have said, <laughs> pro- prove it. Bring him in and show me. Um, so anyway, yeah, he was sentenced to yeah a year and a half for uh, conspiring with uh, two other employees to sell thousands of those comp tickets. Now they were unlike your like your story they were okay you could use them they were real human. tickets real Because tickets. my big fear is buying tickets and then having and them fake. not and then yeah, exactly mm-hmm. having them not even i still want to i still want to print my ticket out when i have when i'm flying i i know it's on my phone and i use my phone but i always <laughs> the second yeah. they're going to if you print your
0: ticket you're in the right
1: place <laughs> yeah it's exactly the minute they scan my phone i'm like okay it worked thank you so yeah, three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred, really, who's with me? That it's always right before you scan anything, I, I my heart beats a little bit faster. It's
0: so what stupid but So he had some insiders in the White Sox and they were printing some of these tickets for him, quote unquote comp tickets, and then he was turning around selling them and they were they were reaping the profits themselves. Is the argument behind uh, at least with the, what they say w- what he was doing? Um, they did find some people inside the White Sox organization. They pled guilty as well to basically. I mean, you got to imagine, you know, d- running this scheme from the inside so that he could sell fake. Uh, well, they weren't fake. They were comp tickets. Yeah, complimentary. Ill-gotten. Ill-gotten.
7: Ill-gotten.
1: Yeah, they would even use these ID codes belonging to other teams, which because they give them comp tickets as well. So they it was that was a nice little business until they got caught.
0: The Feds got involved, and
1: in, I mean, they this is
0: they went deep on this and and really got after it. Hey, Mike, uh, what has been your experience with tickets?
8: Well, you know what? I've
5: been going to concerts for a long time. Yeah. I went to see Aerosmith at the Aragon Ballroom for $7.50. Oh, my. Uh, ticket. When was and that? And you know what? And you know what? A ticket for Sticks, Ario, and Loverboy.
3: Yeah.
5: Second row, center. Thirteen hundred dollars a week. Yeah,
3: yeah.
5: thirteen hundred dollars. That's not without the service charge.
0: Right, right, right. Then they charge you more on top of that.
5: Oh, you're yes, right. Yes, they do
0: percentages and whatnot.
5: Yeah. And I won't. I won't name the name the company, but you know what? They're in business and they advertise not on your radio station, yeah. but uh, all over the place. But you know. $7.50 for C. Aerosmith back in 19... 19- at the Aragon Ballroom. Uh-huh. I had to go to Loop Records. And- <laughs> <laughs>
3: Remember when
5: you had to go Chicago to the record the Loop store? Loop to, to buy, buy the...
0: Re- you had to go to a record store. They had uh, ticket machines at record stores. If you didn't want to, like... The people that camped out at the venue, you know? the yeah. the, the, the Box uh, office. Right yeah. outside yeah. the box, box office. office. Oh, you kids today have no days. idea what that's like. No idea what that's like. Got seven fifty for Aerosmith. Oh my God, that's why I mean, yeah, the minimum. gas was a nickel. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, now you're, you're minimum, minimum for a, a decent club show, let's say at like the Metro. And the Metro is a great venue, mm-hmm. awesome venue. Love going there, great artist, someone I really want to see. I mean, it's minimum $35, and that's not including, you know, convenience fees or maybe you're getting secondary yeah, I, I market. I never understood all the fees. You know, that, it, is, it is an issue. Like, what's the convenience? Okay, you know, I don't want is, convenience. That's what this is all
1: about. Yeah. I don't want we convenience. Don't have but those you, t- you have to have convenience. Yeah, we don't have paper tickets tickets anymore so they can charge fees so they can get their cut absolutely everybody gets their cut so
0: every time you resell that ticket somebody they are still getting a cut of it all the way along the way and they again they went online and did that because people were reselling the hard tickets and they were missing out on the revenue and now we can sell our tickets used as an nft and gain back the money on it and then good lord so uh, This is the grind set, I, ca- I can tell you, and don't ask me how I know, that concert promoters, especially for big concerts, will save good tickets, front row, second row for sticks, for example, the promoter, and then they will put them up for sale on these markets because yeah. it goes for much more than the face value. Yeah. I think there was a case of about are. that recently, I want to yeah. say. Well, it's nothing to stop them from doing up. it. You know, yeah. you can... Resell your, your face value tickets because I guarantee you sticks are not $1,300 face value tickets. I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. Check out the headlines on the way. And it is tax season, the worst season of the year, worse than winter. And, uh, Steve Burness with the Better Business Bureau is going to be joining us next with the latest tax scams you need to be aware of. It's coming up right here on 890 WLS. Tax season is upon us. Ugh. And so are the scammers. That's why our buddy Steve Burnus is here with tips on how to avoid every tax scheme, swindle, sting con, racket, and grift. Good morning to you, Steve.
7: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Excellent to have you on with us. And as the president and CEO of the Chicago Better Business Bureau tax season means a whole new list of things that people need to be worried about. What's at, what's at the top of your list, your concern?
7: Well, the, the, every time around the, you know, when people start filing your taxes, the scammers come out of the woodwork. And I think consumers need to remember that, you know, online and in person, there are scammers. So what I mean by that, there are some ghost pay, uh, ghost tax preparers. And what I also mean by that is uh, people that file your tax return on your behalf And they basically don't sign your, uh, you know, your return that they did it for you. And then you're held liable for what's ever in there. So it's really doing your due diligence on those individuals before doing business with them. But really, you know, what we see the most of is the fraudulent tax returns being filed uh, in our scam tracker. Uh, Basically, what it is, is somebody has stolen your Social Security number and information and filed a, a fraudulent return with the IRS and did get a refund. And then when you file your return, the IRS tells you, "Oh, sorry, you can't file. Somebody else has already filed using that social security number." And it's it's a pervasive scam. And even the IRS says thousands of people lose millions of dollars on wow. these scams. How can
1: you avoid that though?
7: Well, it, obviously, Judy, the key is the protecting your identity as much as possible. And sometimes you can't protect it completely. As you uh, we all know, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when but really we're seeing a lot of these scams coming out of phishing emails uh, basically when somebody clicks on a link uh, and then provides information um, you know to the scammer like the social security number or other information and there's data breaches uh, so you become victim that you can be a victim that way without doing anything but if taxpayers are concerned the IRS does have a a feature uh, where you can apply for a pin number it's called the identity protection pin IP pin for short where they'll give you a, a code, a personal PIN number that you can file your text using that number. So if you've been victim of identity theft in the past, it's good to get that PIN from the IRS. And if you're worried about identity theft, it doesn't hurt to get that PIN number. It gives an extra protection from the IRS.
0: You know, one of the, the scariest things, and, and by the way, I, I got one of these. I got a letter from the IRS. I don't know if there's anything more terrifying than going into your mail and seeing the return address, the Treasury Department, the Internal Revenue Service. Now, all I got was that little thing that said, uh, whether or not you should claim your stimulus on yeah, your, yeah. on your, uh, uh, taxes. It was just a, a form letter. You know, I was like, oh, thank By the God. way, it's do
1: not claim that. Yeah. You. yeah. Oh, so you don't
0: need to. my maker that, uh, yeah. I was terrified opening it up, but there are people out there, probably because of people like me, that are impersonating the IRS in some way, shape, or form. That are that are that know that a call or communication from the IRS makes us all tighten up a little bit.
7: Exactly, it happens all the time, and that's what seems to work. And usually, they change the caller ID, manipulate it. It's a simple program that you can change the caller ID so it says IRS or Washington D.C. Oh God! And they call up threatening arrest. You know, threatening to take your driver's license away, jail time, if you don't pay your back taxes or you don't give us your information. So, Does the IRS make calls, Steve? Do they call you and threaten you?
1: Right? They don't (laughs) ever call you, right?
7: They they don't initially call you. They they will (laughs) notify you by letter. Uh, if you get an email or text saying that something is wrong that's uh, the tip off. You tip off, off to the
0: rip off. All
3: right. Yeah.
0: Well but I mean
1: I would think if the if you get a call from the IRS you could hang up because they're not calling you on the phone. They're first sending yeah, you something, emailing you for uh,
0: an yeah. Amazon gift card? Yeah, that's not the IRS. <laughs>
7: Now, they don't demand payment either. Nobody demands payment in thirty minutes or less. I mean, that's probably the tip off to the rip off of any type of scam. The only thing you should do in thirty minutes is buy us a pizza, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> uh,
7: you know, but
0: the, it, just like anything else, see, the scammers out there are—it's like they have a calendar. Steve, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to go from the Christmas New Year scams. Oh, it's tax season, season scam yep. time. You know, like, like they have a calendar of where are they going to be playing upon your emotions trying to separate you from your information or your money. It's never ending
7: it's never ending. They do have a calendar and they do have websites. So they they all know how to manipulate the information and the data and what's really happening in the news. And they always take a jump on it. And that's why we issued this warning so quickly, because we see the reports to the Better Business Bureau scam tracker when consumers are being notified of scams. And, And that's why we want consumers to come to us, let us know ahead of time when they see a scam, even if you don't fall victim, we need you to report those scams to prevent this from happening to somebody else. They're good at it. You know, you know, they really know what they're doing. And, even in the you know in the springtime or any even in the winter storms they create websites uh, they know where the you know demographics are people are the storm chasers what areas to go into and it's really a lot of information on the internet and it's a lot of information on the dark web as well.
1: It's so sophisticated. It just it boggles my mind these days. A, a lot of people I know use t- like TurboTax. Those kind of programs. Mm. Are, is there anything to watch for with those?
7: No, just be careful you're dealing with them directly, not a you know, a link here, you know, do your taxes, click here. Those sites are safe, but obviously scammers know how to manipulate and get on sites anywhere, so there's no site that's one hundred percent safe. But the major tax preparing companies are great if you stay with them and stay on their site. But just don't click the link saying, you know, here's a free trial, click here and before you know it you're giving your information to somebody else. That's what the scammers do. They try to be imposters to make it look like they're the real company. And that's why we all get these calls from Amazon saying our package has not been delivered or your card's been charged $1,000, you need to call us right away. If it's not you, that sense of urgency, as Bruce said, is... They want you to, the fear of God in you and they want you to act quickly within 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. The IRS puts the fear of God in me. Yeah. Right? I want to show you that. That is right. about, about one of the few things out there that truly terrifies me. Steve, thank you for your time. I, I do want to remind people and, and it, it, you, you said something that I think that is important. Right on the Better Business Bureau website, bbb.org, there is a, a, a little tab that's a scam tracker and you can report these scams if you have been the recipient, even if you're not the victim, you know, you just like, that was a bunch of crap that you report it and that we at least have a database and other people can, can be warned of this.
7: It's a North American database. It's like Santa trackers. I'm looking at the map. It's a heat map. There is a heat map. Yes of U.S. and it's, it's non-stop and we need the public support to just, you know, let us know about these scams because a lot of people see it and they say, I'll never fall for it. And, but they do. So we need them to come forward and report those scams. And you can also find businesses you can trust at the BBB. So it, we help website. in many ways. And the BBB seal is a sign of a better business as we all know.
0: Really appreciate your time. Again, you're terrifying me here. I'm looking at the scam tracker. There's like 134 scams in my neighborhood. So I need to, uh, I need to pay a little closer attention to that. He's Steve Burnis, the president and CEO of the Chicago Better Business Bureau. With The tax season upon us. And that means scammers are upon us. Always the tip off to the rip off. And I think that, that, that there you, you just can't emphasize enough is the urgency. You need to do, do it something it now. right now. Right, that you should always. They don't give pause.
1: you two weeks, or you know, we'll let, get your four right. pairs in order. No, I pick you up now. Let's go to your bank.
0: And the IRS will never ask you to send them Amazon gift cards to pay off your debt. Not, surprisingly, not enough.
1: yet. Anyway,
0: yeah, that's that's coming down the road. We're in the United States of Amazon, but that's another argument.
1: There you go. A
0: little. Santana, you have a beautiful tan, man. All right, Uh hey, good morning to you and a happy Wednesday. It's Bruce and Judy, and it's time to play Know Your Onion. Now, this is where we read uh, news headlines, and they are either real-life headlines, like that really happened, or they are from the satirical site The Onion. Pour a little out for The Onion, where it's getting harder and harder to write something crazy enough that it isn't true somewhere. All right, so uh, we're looking for someone to play along with us right now. Uh, Manny, Manny, how are you doing today? Hi, good morning. I'm uh, doing great. Where are you calling us from? Um, actually, I'm at work in Bensonville, but I live in Lyle. Okay, good enough. Well, uh, you're at work, so if you if you if you win, let's keep it down. I don't want you to get in trouble. You are playing for uh, a pair of tickets to go see Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire come to the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater Saturday, July 2nd, all right?
5: Fantastic. Looking forward to it.
0: So, all you have to do is tell me, is this a real headline or an Onion headline? I will start with the first one. Roadkill is now on the menu in Wyoming. I'll read it for you one more time. Roadkill is now on the menu in Wyoming. Real or
1: Onion? Real. Real. You got it. All right, one for one, a new record. All right, here comes your next one. Boston okay. Dynamics dog, unstoppable at Puppy Bowl. Um, real.
0: Hmm. Oh, mm. That's no the right. Boston, The Boston Dynamics is that uh, oh, robot dog. Robot dog. Yeah. yeah. Against yeah. The, uh, all right. Okay. So it, it, let's get back on track, shall we, Manny? Here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. Ford patents an auto sensor to scan roadside billboards and send ads straight to dashboards. Ford patents an auto sensor to scan roadside billboards and send ads straight to your dashboard. Real or onion? Oh, that's real. (laughs) You're darn right that's real. (laughs) They are working on that 24-7. All
1: right, here's your next one. Eminem speaks to police officer after noise complaint. Called on Super Bowl halftime performance. <laughs> Real or onion? Onion. Onion, it. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was a little loud. <laughs> All right, okay. here we go. Manny, you're, uh, your last chance here. You ready? Okay. <clears throat> Breast reduction surgeon freaking out after misplacing patient's nipples. <laughs> Real or onion? Breast reduction surgeon freaking out after misplacing patient's nipples.
8: Wow. That's a tough one with everything going on today, but I'm going to try onion. Yeah. Nice winner.
0: winner, winner. Congratulations to you, Manny. You got it. You're going to get hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see Santana and earth, wind and fire. M- Manny, I would probably bet you'll be able to sing along to every song they, they perform, right? Absolutely. Santana's been on my bucket list. Oh. I'm oh, nice. excited. Good for you. Well, Mark, so the date. I'm
6: going I'm to hang on to this ticket, guys. I'm not going to resell it. Good for you. <laughs> but if you do, <laughs> only sell it for face value, yeah. which
1: they have
0: not. Uh, Santana and Earth, Wind & Fire coming to the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater Saturday, July 2nd. Uh, again, thanks a lot to Live Nation for the tickets. Congratulations to you, Manny. Hold on. We're going to get all your information, right, and uh, get you hooked up so that you can go check out an amazing show coming up uh, th- this summer. So, we read one of the headlines was You can now order roadkill on the menu in mm. Wyoming. Why in Wyoming specifically?
1: <laughs> huh. uh, because it's Wyoming. So, yeah there, uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. You can collect roadkill that you accidentally hit yourselves or accidentally? that you happen upon. Okay. Okay. Um now not all animals are fair game. Grizzly bears, some gray wolves and endangered species are off limits. But you know, you hit a deer? You, you hit, hit a, a rabbit?
0: Grizzly bear?
1: <laughs> I, I think I it's
0: going to be the last thing yeah. you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. I, but you deserve to eat that grizzly bear. If you hit a grizzly bear with your yeah. car and turn it into roadkill, you have earned the right to eat that. <laughs> so bear. I,
1: I would take that maybe make it into a uh, a rug. My friend my friend
0: <laughs> was driving along. Minding his own business, because that's how every one of the stories started. And a bear ran out in the road, and he, he hit this bear. And he said he looked in the rearview mirror. He just kind of clipped it with the left front fender. And he looked in the mirror, and the bear is like spinning, like, uh, uh, like pirouetting, you know, flat spinning down the road. Now, he wasn't sure when he just hit something furry, right? Mm-hmm. So he pulls over. Immediately checks the front of his car. Good, it kind of screwed it up a little bit, and he starts walking back down the road to go. What did I hit? And about that time, the bear, now pissed off, is coming back yeah. towards him. I never should have got in the J- car. Jumped in the car and left. He goes. He goes. Not only did I not hurt the bear, the bear wanted to hurt me for hitting it. I think Absolutely. he just wanted to see his insurance information. That's oh, what right. it was. Yeah, yeah. let's was just like, exchange the bear's information. Make a claim.
1: No need to call the police. Yeah, just careful what you hit.
0: Oh. You so may when, just take it off.
1: When I took the kids to the Grand Canyon, um, we stopped at the Roadkill Cafe. Which I thought it was so hilarious. but And I don't think there was Roadkill, but sh- just to be safe, I had soup. No. I, was like, I had the soup. I was like, you <laughs> that would be the worst <laughs> thing. They could throw everything no, in the soup nothing. and you there wouldn't was nothing. It was a cream soup. There was nothing in it. Okay. I okay. said, you guys can get burgers and stuff. You know, huh? isn't this funny? And I just, just to be yeah. safe. I'm gonna let yeah, let
2: that one... Go away,
3: yeah. yeah. Nick. Now you game. can
2: keep you can keep roadkill in Illinois. Oh, yeah, right? at least if you hit a deer, all you gotta do is call the sheriff's department or whatever or state police and let them know you hit a deer. Hit a deer, and you can keep that thing. Mm-hmm. Guns, I sheriff, think even yeah, you if you court.
1: see, even if you don't hit it, but you see one that's on the side of the road. Why
0: do I think Nick's gonna swerve towards the deer? Why do I think that? Uh, yeah, I would. I You <laughs> 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 Gotta be careful. That thing comes to your windshield. You'll be thinking twice about it. Hey, good morning to you. A happy Wednesday. It's Bruce and Judy. And, uh, well, let's jump right into it. We have our chief legal explanationist, Rich Lankoff with us right now. And uh, Rich is a partner at Bryce Downey & Lankoff. Good morning to you, Rich.
5: Good morning, Bruce. How are
0: you? Uh, so far, so good. I need your help kind of understanding the legal background behind this settlement. Uh, I'll give the story, which is, um, Remington Arms, the manufacturer of, uh, a AR-15 rifle that was used in the Sandy Hook school massacre. Uh, Remington Arms has agreed to a settlement with some of the families, $73 million settlement to settle the lawsuit against, uh, uh, Remington Arms. It seems like a pretty interesting, I, I guess my, my, is this, in your legal opinion, is this a one-off, or do you think this is the start of things to come for at least gun gun manufacturers?
5: It does create a path for survivors, families, um, to sue the gun manufacturers in a way that's really never been done before, which I'll explain in a moment because you talk about background, if I can, just it actually go to understand the context of this settlement, mm-hmm. which is, in fact, groundbreaking, you have to understand a little bit more of the context, so if I can, just you know, Please. Very quickly, I'll give you that background. Uh, back in 2001, you, your listeners might remember the sniper attacks in the Washington, D.C. area. In the wake of that, the survivors of the people killed uh, sued Bushmaster, mm-hmm. another weapon manufacturer, and they got at the time, a record settlement of $2.5 million from Bushmaster. A year later, President Bush signed a piece of federal legislation into law that provided wide ranging immunity to gun manufacturers from these kind of lawsuits. So from 2004, actually 2005, until this lawsuit was filed about eight years ago, gun manufacturers largely enjoyed the privilege of this immunity. Fast forward to Sandy Hook, obviously a huge tragedy, and the families of the victims of Sandy Hook, about 20 of the families, um, sued this company. Mm -hmm. And it took eight years to get to the current settlement. And the key legal strategy that they employed, Bruce, was a loophole, not a loophole but maybe an exception, in the federal immunity uh, statute that said that if you violate state law, then you can, in fact, sue – the gun manufacturers and in this case the families proved that uh the defendant in this case was marketing guns to young people and violent young people and that violated a connecticut state law that's why the defendant in this case paid up
1: interesting and because it it was really kind of the marketing piece right that got that got uh remington
5: exactly they like we've seen in tobacco litigation for years the key to the record settlement in this case was getting into the uh you know uh, boardrooms of remington and getting their internal documents and their marketing data which proved that they were in fact marketing to young people and to violent people like the shooter in this case and a key stipulation to the settlement was that those documents would be released remington of course Fought that uh, disclosure, but that is a key component of the settlement. That those documents are now in the public domain, creating a pathway for other families to sue in the future, knowing that they were again marketing to these individuals.
0: So I have a question, and 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 I'm not trying to play whataboutism, but I, so I'm trying to understand this. So basically, they're arguing that the marketing of the weapon is at fault. And that that is why there was a settlement, you know, when you think about it. So can I use the car analogy? Would a car company be liable for marketing, say, sports cars to people who may drive fast or erratically and cause accidents? Uh, do, do you see what I'm saying? Is, is there any comparison to, you know, product liability? Because they're not arguing that the gun didn't perform properly. It wasn't a, it wasn't a defective gun. They're just arguing that you're selling it to people who will use it improperly. Well, couldn't I make that argument to uh, Ferrari?
5: <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. I mean, the, the lawsuit in this case contended that, you know, these hyper-masculine themes, including an advertisement with a photo of a weapon and, and the slogan, consider your man card reissued, specifically appeal to troubled young men like mm. the Sandy Hook mm. gunman at the time who was 20. So I suppose in your analogy, if car companies were marketing dangerous sports cars to people who had a proclivity to get into accidents or to drive them fast, then that would be an argument. Okay. But, you know, in the, I think in this case, it's very specific. And there are these memos. Apparently they were marketing to these individuals, which is obviously the reason they're paying, you know, $74 million when the last record settlement was $2.5 million. A
1: big Quite a big difference. And in your analogy, Bruce, don't you, as a gun owner, don't when you – is this am I thinking of police or just gun owners in general? Like, don't people say when you shoot your gun, you better shoot to kill, right? You're not. Why else are you shooting your gun? Um. Yeah, but the, but you don't have Whereas to only your car, use it. Well, I mean, you don't. You don't. Your car isn't used to. You're not saying you buy a car because you might have to kill someone one day. Yeah, but your every. Car, you
0: drive your car, you shoot. A, you but, know, they're car. The they're, but they're arguing the marketing, but right. they're arguing that that are you putting it in the hands of people who would use it improperly.
1: Hmm. And I, I guess it's just because it's a gun compared to a car.
0: But you so, can use a gun properly and legally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just like a car. I mean, guns are but legal, think- right? Yeah. So, Rich, think- what what's to, you know, you say this is going to open up kind of a can of worms now for the gun manufacturers? Is that what you see down the road?
5: Well, it's a great question. I mean, yes and no. Certainly, legally, there's now a path to circumvent this federal immunity statute to go after. Uh, gun manufacturers if they violate state law. But, the big but, there's only a couple of states that really have this state protection. You know, there are many states that have uh, bills pending like California that haven't been signed into law, but uh, there's only a few states that haven't. And actually, the trend, you know, in actually more than half the states is to strengthen the Second Amendment, not weaken it. So I don't know that you're going to see a lot of other states following suit, but certainly there is now a half, albeit narrow, to go after gun manufacturers in a way that didn't exist before this settlement.
0: Interesting. Hey, Rich, really appreciate your insight into it, and uh, I have a feeling we may be talking about this uh, subject more as it moves forward, and more and more people try to use this uh, to go after gun manufacturers. He's Rich Lankoff, partner at Bryce Downey and Lankoff. As the Sandy Hook families, uh, twenty uh, of them, reached a settlement with Remington Arms, the manufacturer of the actual gun, uh, for seventy-three million dollars. This was an, uh, a settlement; it didn't go to trial. They weren't found guilty in it, but well, it, it was it a is civil trial.
1: It was a civil case, I yeah. should say. But yeah, it, it is
0: interesting that the documents are going to come out and, and and we'll find. But, uh, you know, in and of itself, again, I'm, I guess I'm not as outraged or surprised that they would try to market the firearm to people that want to buy the firearm. Right. You know, and again, I use the sports car analogy. You know, they don't market convertible two doors. To 90-year-old grandmothers. You know, that's not who is going to drive that car.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they want to market guns to unstable young men, right? That's but how do you not... determine someone's unstable, I guess? Well, I think that's what probably we'll find out. And, you know, in this case, it said they they put product placement in violent video games. Yeah, And then people make the case for that, that these are a lot of these unstable young people who watch violent video games day in and day out. The bottom line here in my my estimation is they sued Remington because who else are you going to sue? He killed his mother, right? I guess maybe you could have sued her because, yeah, yeah, she had the gun. They went after who had the money. But again, by that argument, can
0: you sue a car manufacturer for someone using a car improperly? Hmm. If they make a car that goes 120 miles an hour, well, the speed limit's Seventy, you know, I mean, <laughs> you made a dangerous product that used improperly could harm people. That's how I I, I just, I, I keep seeing a slippery slope in there. Hey, how do you get your 890 each day? How about you make it easy and just listen on your smart speaker? You can enable the skill. All you got to do is say, Alexa, enable the WLS skill.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Yep. Or goes. visit the skills section of your Alexa smartphone app and search for WSAM 890. Either way, after you've enabled the skill, it's easy to listen just by saying, Alexa, open WLS.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I
0: love it. I just love it. I love the fact that Nick's Alexa well, he's and I. In the we're, we're, Nick, mm-hmm. Nick's Alexa and I are, are practically best friends. You know what? And yes. Nick, and you know what? You're Alexa. Kind of cute. Not going to lie. Going to throw it out there, but uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, but there is now a a program where a computer, for lack of better terms, will flirt with you. It's a new artificial intelligence voice by uh, a company called Sonantic, and. They've created this program that they say that the computer will flirt with you. What you're hearing me say was never said by a human. It was generated by a computer. I'm not real. I was never born. And I will never
1: die because I do not exist.
0: Okay, creep factor 10.
1: creep yeah so then time. why are you acting <laughs> yeah. like you're real i don't d- this is the problem right of course she sounds totally real right and that's and then you people, wouldn't be able to tell the difference Yeah, there are a lot of stupid people in the world even alexa i don't think I, you
0: need to be stupid to get fooled by that though that sounds pretty darn
1: she's telling you she's real. it's yeah but she's telling me she's not real but even though she sounds real everything about her is real but oh by the way i'm not real
0: Oh, come on, Hal.
1: Come on, Hal! I know. So sad. Yeah, uh, there we go. So I've got feelings for him. She will
0: flirt with you
3: <laughs>
1: and even
0: does little things like with her voice, like the the breaths and giggles and pauses. Oh. And they're saying, but they're, but they're saying like the AI is at the point where it knows kind of not just human speech as in reading text. But some of the nonverbal cues yeah, that we pick up on. It's mimicking
1: human behavior.
0: Yeah, that freaks me out. That yeah. freaks me out a lot. I mean, Judy, if you were going on a date and you, all you could do was talk to this guy on the phone first. You know, we were talking Verbal. about that blind date yeah. thing mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Tinder. Uh, what How would you react to that if you found out that you were actually just talking to an AI? How would you know?
1: That's I, the thing. I would like to believe I would know. After a minute or two, I would understand that this, just judging by how they would react.
0: Or they're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because they're not answering right. Oh, yeah, right I, yeah. I, I well, like well, that easy. would be,
1: a, you're done, too. So that's perfect. Yeah, stupid is on my list of we can't date. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's. I think younger people, no offense, but they, they are much more willing to to uh, To allow this to happen, right? Where I would what be very allow skeptical. Well, or just accept it. Say, ah, like. I think this is completely creepy. And well, this weird. this gets and into why? the whole
0: thing about deep fakes. For me, are you mm-hmm. familiar with deep fakes? Yeah. Deep fakes are the uh the videos that they've created where you can put the face of a celebrity or mm-hmm. a, a president, a politician, and then you can make them say anything you want. And that you know, you and I looking at it would go. I I can't believe President Biden just said he's going to nuke Russia. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. well, he didn't actually say that, yeah. but boy, I'll tell you be, what, it looked like he did. That's why I'm, you have to be so savvy.
1: Well, it's and almost savvy like start comes,
0: sc- you start from cynical, right? You,
1: and it comes from experience. It comes from older. That's why I'm saying younger people. I, and I'm not even dissing them, but you know, sometimes when I like bitch at Alexa, and by that I mean like, okay, shut up, Alexa. I beep. My daughter like yells at me. <laughs> Don't yell at Alexa. Don't yell at Alexa. <laughs> talk to Alexa like <laughs> that. I am not. Alexa your friend, and I and I and I. Every time I'm like, it's Kaylee. It's, it's not real. Not real. Mm. It's mm. no one can even. I said it's mm. not even a person sitting. <laughs> I go. I think in her head, sometimes she thinks it's a person sitting there, like waiting working, for you to <laughs> like working the dials, or, you know what I mean. I there, said, there's no.
0: somebody on the other end right. of your your Alexa. Right. Like when she you say, Alexa, how tall? Is the Empire State Building, and then somebody's like googling it real quick. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. The Empire State Building is. Yeah, Yeah. because she's much more apt to believe that, and. and it's just a weird thing. I mean, I say it because, uh, you know, I know it's a machine. I can say whatever I want.
0: Yeah, I think I think the exact opposite. I think older people are going to be the ones that get fooled by this, and younger people already think everything's fake. They already mm. think everything's suspect, and they mm. are going to assume that, uh, you, you know, that there's a scam going on like this, and that, you know, we talk about catfishing, you know, online where people send pictures, like, on these dating things, and young people, they are like, that's you don't really look like that. You know, yeah. There's no way that's not you. I want to you see know a what I'm saying? Stamp. I, I need. A, I hold up today's newspaper. It needs to look like a hostage video. You yeah. know, I want to see a real <laughs> picture of you, not this crap. I don't buy into it. I what think we, they're going to be more skeptical. What if we built our own dating AI and we use Judy's voice? Judy, you could be. You could go on a date with Judy virtually.
1: Can you imagine those words I would use?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 the ones you can't say on the radio. Oh, those right. Those words. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Or Somebody date. Yeah, no, I think Take some guys a, would like that. Win a, a date with Bruce St. James, no but it's just to. an AI mimicking a, your right. personality. Yeah. Well, that would be the booby prize in all of this. Okay, <laughs> hey, wait. They're all right. We already have worse. a radio
1: show. What more do they want?
0: Yeah. yeah. They want a, a second. <laughs> Allow them they don't know if
1: real here. We could be AI sitting right here.
0: We have a check of the headlines on the way. Nick is on top of that. And then coming up next, Women of Soul coming to the Mercury Theater. We're going to get talk to one of the women of soul all right sounds outstanding and it's coming up next on 890 wls first chicago theater week begins tomorrow and one of the amazing shows you can catch for a great price is women of soul at the mercury theater the show celebrates some of the greatest women to grace the stage and brings their timeless music to life and joining us from the show is award-winning actress robin De silva good morning robin Good morning. It is awesome to have you with us. The Women of Soul features music from literally some of the most amazing vocalists. Whitney Houston, (laughs) Donna Summer, Diana Ross, (laughs) Janet Jackson, Janis Joplin, uh, a little bit of maybe Gladys, uh, uh, Dionne Warwick, uh, uh, Patti LaBelle, right? I mean, a little bit of everything. And these iconic singers and iconic voices. I have a question for you. Do you enjoy singing one more than the other is it is it about songs or singers for you
4: it's about songs it's about lyrical content it's i mean it it's about connecting to the lyric because when the lyric when you're able to connect to it you're you're able to deliver it with more conviction Mm -hmm. and i love that being a singer and music teacher and vocal coach um that's what I teach my students. Give me and, an
0: example of a song like that
3: for you.
4: Um. Oh wow, there's just so many. Okay. take <laughs> like the lyric of a show, uh, of the show, one of the lyrics in the show, like um, uh, the first song that I sing, "Midnight Train to Georgia," um, it's telling the story of a young man who wanted to, to, to. Go out and, and and conquer the world, and, and 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 here it is. It's like he's given up.
3: Yeah. That
4: he's leaving. He's leaving on the midnight train. <laughs> and and he said, and the person who loves him said, "I'd rather live in his world, you know, than live without him than mine." you You know. I mean, have you ever? You know, it makes you think. Have you ever been in love with someone so much that you'll follow him to the ends of the earth? Mm. You know, where you'll live with them uh, and chase their dreams and, and put yours to the side. So, I mean, I get really deep. I teach lyrical analysis to fifth graders and fifth graders. So,
1: <laughs> you know, I get pretty deep with
4: yeah. it. Yeah. So, I love it.
1: Robin, how distracting is it when the entire audience is singing with you? Because I got to believe I would, everyone's singing almost every word.
4: Well, I tell you what, um, I encourage it. Um, with Midnight Train to Georgia, that's what you want. I mean, mm-hmm. with all of the songs in Women of Soul, the show uh, originated at Black Ensemble, and when I tell you it's 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 an audience participation, it's it's required. So with that, we're used to everyone singing along it lets us know that they're connecting on another level that they're not just being entertained they are connecting with us and the lyrics so we we really encourage it and we love it even when uh, I say uh, he's leaving I put my hands out like to say okay say leaving and they it never fails. They all
3: go, please. <laughs> and
0: I love it. I was just ready to sing it when you did. Uh, yeah, it. I, exactly. I was right there. I was hanging on your word. She's a she... choir director in me, you know?
3: <laughs>
0: Robin De Silva uh, obviously uh, featured uh, award winning uh, vocalist, uh, the Women of Soul. And uh, uh, you know, I just think about some of these amazing songs. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you talked about this connection with, with lyrics. And I'm very lucky that. I've gotten to see some of these amazing women. You know, I I, I got to see Whitney, you know, sing live. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. I've seen Diana Ross uh, sing live, and the, and that passion that comes out of it. There's something about R and B slash soul songs, though. That it it does kind of get to your heart. You know, I, I just feel like these songs. Not only are they timeless, but they mean something. And one
4: thing that's so great about this show. Um, what to, to quote one of the lines from the show. It's not about the, the, the women themselves. Um, it's how they live their lives that make them women of soul. So it's not, um, just saying that it's just, uh, uh, African American women. We have music, we have Janis Joplin.
3: Sure. We have,
4: uh, Adele. We have, uh, Uh, Amy Winehouse, oh my gosh, and these are women that they sing soulfully, and it's not, um, you don't want to just pigeonhole and think that it's just certain women of a certain uh, race, but it's about, I mean, Tina Marie, oh my God. Yeah, soul
0: soul goes across all all races.
4: It really does. It goes across all races and genres of music. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it is about delivery, about yeah. lyrical content. listen, um Janice Shelton, take another piece of my heart. Oh, um, can that rip your heart out every time you hear that?
1: <laughs> you know, so,
3: yeah,
1: oh yeah, I'm singing every one of every one of those words. Do you think <laughs> Robin that that women uh women singers uh, compared to men are do they are they just not more soulful but maybe? Have something more to prove when they tell when they sing or tell a story as they're singing.
4: I, I don't know if I can say that. I know that because I've connected with you know male singers and the lyrics that they say. You know Stevie Wonder when he sings these three, these three words. Um, I've connected with you know, Diana Ross, when she, she talks about ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no mountain <laughs> low enough, you know? um, Or when you're saying, I'm, you know, I'm ready to just burst out and be who I am. I'm coming out, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's about, again, uh, the lyrical content for me. And I believe it's, I don't know if, uh, a woman can sing about what a man goes through, even though back in my younger years, I did try to tackle uh, a Teddy Pendergrass song. <laughs> 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 love TKO. I don't oh, know what
0: that meant, another, but uh, <laughs> I did sing it. I think I better but, let um, it go. Oh, yes,
4: come on. What's like another Love TKO. Speak but, on it. Yeah. So um, I believe it depends on... The artist and where that artist is, how they deliver it, whether male or female. Um, But you know, for this show, we're 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 focusing in on the ladies. Mm -hmm. You know, sisters are doing it for themselves in this show, so (laughs) we're.
0: Robin, you have such passion. I, I can only imagine how great a teacher you are. I'd love to be sitting in your classroom and and, and just you, the, the passion oozes out of you as well as it does on stage. Women of Soul with a special tribute to Aretha. Aretha. Right, mm-hmm. R E S P E C T. Put some respect oh, yeah. on my name, okay? <laughs> Yeah, It's happening at the Mercury Theater. Robin, uh, I can't wait to come and see the show. And uh, uh, thank you so much for getting up and spending some time with us this morning.
4: Oh, thank you. And for all of the listeners, they can go on and go to uh, Chicago Theater Week and they can get some great discounted tickets.
0: Yeah, Wonderful. Chicago Theater Week. All right. And uh, we're going to sing some Teddy Pendergrass. Her and I will do, maybe we'll do like Close the Door or something like that. You know, <laughs> we'll go a little duet uh, a little bit later. Chicago Theater Week going on and Women of Soul. What a great way. And like you said, uh, Judy, uh, sing along to every song. Oh, Knowing all absolutely. the lyrics, right? Yeah, Just having the, a great time. I, and I'm it.
1: glad that that's the point.
0: Hey, good morning and a happy Wednesday. Bruce and Judy with you. And, uh, you know... Airbnb is a relatively new, uh, you know, service out there, the, the renting of your home. Uh, and so maybe not everybody stayed at an Airbnb. I still prefer hotels over Airbnbs for whatever reason. I still, I kind of feel like I know what I'm getting
1: with a hotel. I've stayed at many, many Airbnbs.
0: And I, I, I kind of know what I'm getting screwed with at, at a hotel already. So there's not a lot of surprises. Because I, for one, would be a little bit surprised if I checked into an Airbnb and found out that the air conditioning was coin-operated, that I needed to put coins into a box to make the AC work, or the heater, for that matter, right? Have you ever done that, Judy? Like. Paying for the utilities no, and Airbnb, it's, it's,
1: it's ruining the whole Airbnb. They're going to have a
0: meter on the water, you know. Yeah,
1: no, they're just. i probably going to charge them at the. I mean, it's ridiculous charging them at the end. I stayed in an Airbnb in Puerto Rico where the electricity went out. Should I have demanded that day's?
0: I can't you believe know, you didn't. The, yeah.
1: I, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole point of an Airbnb is it's cool. First of all, it's just a great concept. It's generally cheaper. You get so many more amenities. Right, it's, I don't get
0: room I, service. That's my problem. I need room service. I need someone yeah, to make you the bed. A kitchen and it's I need a better. chocolate on my pe- oh, yeah. pillow. Yeah, all right. Well, they're going to need. stay in
1: hotels, but no, I love <laughs> Airbnbs, and I feel like this, this, this Airbnb host is just ruining. Air. This is good. now it's not. Good. What's unique about? it? I got to pay for air conditioning. It's but like, it's like charging me a fee. fee. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's the, they can just call it a resort fee. Like the <laughs> hotels. Do. At least I know the
0: hotel's screwing me with a resort fee.
1: Yeah. Well, knowing isn't, it doesn't make me feel better just because I know ahead of time. So yeah, this, no, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely, and, and this is, I, this is going to really make people think twice and it better not go farther than this. One well, I, I
0: mean, and you would, you would just hope that if, if they were that, the owner was that concerned about. You running the air conditioning, build it into the price of a right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, amortize that over, a, you know, a day. I mean, how much could it, could your electric bill be running the air conditioning? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Okay, After charge me day. the extra right.
0: $3, you know, whatever, you yeah. know.
1: It sounds like their air conditioning bill went up and they blamed their guests, you know, which mm-hmm. it's just, you have the air conditioning on. Yeah, I mean, most then. places, you can't touch the uh the thermostat, the thermostat yeah, it's, it's pretty set yeah and if you, and if it's not they there's always a little sign there if it says please keep it at this and this and and you know it's just funny there are there are always locked doors in every airbnb i stay in i mean you know it's sometimes right, like, they keep their personal stuff well in yeah it. it's people actually live there yeah. many times they don't live there it's a rental yeah. it's their vacation home that they're renting out right but yeah it's you know the drill it's not a big deal and quite frankly you aren't getting the same level of service at a hotel. No. So you don't expect to pay the same level. Yeah. Right. If you're staying at some, you know, four-star hotel. I'm just where- worried. You know,
0: they, they found out a way to a new way to nickel and dime, yeah. and that becomes the norm, mm-hmm. you know? If someone left food in an Airbnb, like you, open, you get to your Airbnb. You and, open the fridge? You open the fridge. Fair game. Is that fair game?
1: Absolutely. Has
0: that happened to you, or is it always clean?
1: Yeah, it's always clean. But and always you know clean. what? We have the last time I did this in actually Grand Haven, Michigan. We had so much leftover food that we left a note saying because they say don't leave anything. You know, and sometimes they might not be there for a few weeks or maybe a few months. Who knows? But we left a note saying we knew someone was coming and saying this is all you know packaged. There's nothing that's been opened here. Please, we hope you can use this. I mean, we had to make a point. Of leaving a note, because we or we would have gotten in trouble. They would have said, we told you not to leave anything. Yes. You know, we,
0: we, we, we rented a house in Rehoboth, Delaware, on the beach. And uh, um, it's it said on the refrigerator, it said, you know, condiments, butter, oh, yeah, they things like that. They, they, right. they, they just left that stuff. And, you know, so you, yeah, you're you going to go out and buy food, you know, but mm-hmm. you don't have to get ketchup, for God's sake. Yeah, we got that. You don't right. need to bring that back. Because everybody can't buy, right. every, you know, every time somebody goes there, they buy a bottle of ketchup. That's a hell of a lot of bottles of ketchup going there.
1: Oh and God. if they don't have, like, a, a wine opener or a
0: can opener, a key? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, that's really bad. I mean, now I've been to places that don't. Some places, and, you know, those are the amenities you expect, right? You expect them to have enough plates, enough glasses, enough, you know, pots and pans. Sometimes they don't.
0: Hey, Steve, now, this is your business. You run uh, Airbnb. Right. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this. Are we making too much out of charging for air conditioning?
8: Well, yes, because in the summertime obviously it 's a draw on all your on your utilities, mm. and you have to charge accordingly uh, seasonally number one number two as, a, as an owner of two properties, we depending on where you 're located we 're down in the Gulf shores of Alabama, which is absolutely beautiful, yeah. they get seasonal hurricanes periodically. And uh, we have special assessments due to damages like Sandy created a lot of problems. Oh, so no. our costs go up considerably uh, just to keep the doors open for guests to come. Now uh, we have to charge, as you call it, you know, uh, penny pinching or whatever, we have to charge additional for things like air conditioning, you know, linens. Uh, but this one, this things.
0: one, and by the way, uh, Steve, I don't, I don't disagree. I would say just build it into the price. This one has a lock box, and you have to put coins in to make the air conditioning work. That just feels yeah, nickel no, and dimey.
8: Our, our stuff is not like that. My yeah. stuff is not like that. It's just you know we we let the people know exactly what the fees are yeah. up front, and if they read into the uh, listing. And they agree, then they book. I've never had anybody complain ever about having to pay for additional fees like air conditioning and whatnot.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah especially in the I, I've never even Ooh. seen
1: that listed. People yeah. don't put air air conditioning included. Well, actually, they do because yeah. I look for air conditioning, especially in the, the summertime, yeah. right? Especially in Gulf Shores in the summer.
0: Hey, good morning to you and a happy Wednesday. It's Bruce and Judy. The Olympics are going on, although you may not know it. Uh, I just I, I don't know what's changed. Um, but the Olympics, it's it feels like it used to be a bigger deal. <laughs> like it just felt like it was a um, everyone gathered around. You watched it every night. Uh, uh, the next day, you'd be talking about this, that, and the other. I can't find anybody watching the Olympics.
1: But I can't figure out why. I can't figure out why we're not watching the Olympics.
0: And the, the, the ratings we prove it. The, athletes, the, the, we have great athletes. We have
1: yeah. The numbers
0: are way down that you know
1: i mean the time change okay but we've gone through that before yeah is it just i don't understand is it too close was it too close to the summer because we didn't we move yeah we, it was yeah, last year right yeah it was last year oh that's right it was last year
0: it was Maybe postponed we were- by one year it's supposed to be the 2020 olympics ended up in 2021
1: yeah so i mean one year the every other
0: year thing might be screwing them as well it feels like the olympics are always on when it was only four years every four years before mm-hmm. did you know that that it was only four years? or every That's th- news to you, Tom? What Again, idea. you... Yeah, uh, then, it's unbelievable. That,
1: then the Olympics were the, really... The really
0: summer good. and the winter happened in the same year. Really? Right, so the Olympics only happened every four years. Now there's an years. Olympic, a summer or winter, every two years. So it feels yes. like they're always oh, goes. Yeah.
1: But that's been around for a while. I mean, that's. I don't think that's I why think we're so not interested. Ten years? Twelve I'm, years?
0: I'm not going to yeah. lie. I never really watched... The Winter Olympics to begin with. I think the only person I watched was Sean White because he was so popular. Yeah, snowboarding. Because he was so popular with guys my age. Well, that's Everybody when they had to start him. inventing the sports and putting sports in, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have BMX motorcycles or BMX bikes. And, yeah. you know, they had to do things <laughs> to keep the kids interested. It seems like they, well, they're not getting the younger audience to pay attention and they don't have an older audience to to follow the, the whatever it might be, the skiing or the figure skating.
1: And Sp- I feel like even the athletes are a little bit getting a little bit on the old side.
0: Maybe. Well, yeah, Sean White like is, Sean what, six, yeah. 63, 64 uh, no, years old? now. I'm sorry.
1: That was his last Olympics, right? That yeah, was his yeah, last one. one. So you think that would have been a big viewing audience. Yeah. I mean, he's only 35.
0: Well, Elderly yeah. in Olympic for an terms. Athlete, for an athlete. Yeah, for yeah, an that's, Olympic
1: that's, athlete. Not when, when we true. have 13, you know, 12 year
0: Of the Olympics. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, some of gymnasts.
0: Yeah. Like like fifteen years old. For example, <laughs> Camilla Valieva, Valieva, Valieva. is a Ruski uh, skater, fifteen years old, and tested positive for a banned drug. Uh,
1: it was a heart medication.
0: the The difference is that she has been, she tested positive, but she's still being allowed to compete in the Olympics when other athletes who have tested positive for a variety of things, have immediately been banned from the Olympics. Uh, Shakari Richardson is the U.S. sprinter who tested positive for marijuana and was banned from the Olympics, uh, the American Olympic team. And she's asking, is there a bit of a double standard going on here? The athletes think there's a double standard.
1: Yeah, and if you, I did watch some of it yesterday, and everyone thinks it's a double standard. The commentators, there was no dispute in saying, "Well, here's what had happened." But, but let me be that person because I feel like this is more about a technicality that she didn't she didn't have enough time to appeal. It wasn't even about that. She, maybe if she had had enough time to just the the timing of it all that maybe she would have. So that says to me, well, then maybe your rules are not right. And then someone, one of our textures pointed out um, Richardson was it was she was banned by the U.S. Uh, Olympic Committee maybe first, so that it didn't even go. So and I know there are, it's it's, it's all, the World Anti Doping
0: Agency WADA yeah. that uh, that monitors this, and they have a list of prohibited substances, and THC marijuana is mm-hmm. on that list, but so is trametazine, the drug that was found in. The 15 year old's test sample. It is a heart drug, but it boosts athletes' endurance and blood efficiency. You could argue it boosts athletic performance, Mm -hmm. while no one is arguing THC boosts athletic performance. Unless the event is pizza eating, in which case you'd be
1: nap. Yeah. (laughs) Unless the event is laughing and (laughs) uncontrollable eating. Yeah. And
0: watching Cheech and Chong. Watching TV, exactly. Watching the worst
1: movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's on the face. Yeah, it does seem like a double standard.
0: Well, and there was the whole thing with uh, Michael Phelps years ago, where he's up the, on the weed. Yeah, he, he and he was smoking. And he was, got caught. but he,
1: but he got uh, was allowed to compete, right?
0: He was allowed to. It was after the fact. Uh, he lost a lot of um, Endorse- sponsors, endorsements, endorsements, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because it was literally a photo of him smoking marijuana out of a bong. Uh, but the issue was, is that, and maybe this is what they're looking at with this skater. Is that the reason he was doing it? Is because the guy has to eat like four thousand calories a day, or so, li- literally entire bowls of pasta, like huge bowls. So of So he pasta was
1: smoking pot to, to get hungry. To get
0: hungry because hilarious. He, I don't know if you've ever seen some of these guys are big. They got to eat a lot just to
2: keep to keep
1: going. up like that. Okay, but again, think about what you just said. If he's using an, a substance to be able to do that, that in itself should should be banned. That's why it's banned. It's not fair. Another athlete might, he's carving up without having to smoke pot. Mm. He's doing it, you know, the way he should be naturally. The natural and, way. Yeah, so I mean, that. Always, if you're saying he smoked it to do that, that gives him a leg up. I thought mm. he smoked because he has, you know, he's been very um, upfront about some um, mental health issues he has. Sure.
0: But isn't there a bigger issue that the Ruskies have for decades been found to be cheating and not like an individual athlete but the russian olympic federation is cheating which is by the way why if you haven't figured it out it says roc and not russia next to the medal count because russia's banned mm-hmm. for, for because the, so part of the problem is especially with this skater they're already under a cloud of suspicion. Yeah. How can you let them skate when they're already on? They're on double secret probation now.
1: Well, that's the question. That's the question a lot of people were asking yesterday at the Olympics when they were talking. I mean, they they could make no sense of it, um, except that there were this, this there was this technicality, I, you know. And all this does it, it's just people aren't even watching now. What about the next Olympics? It's it just it's I think it's it. just, every, it every Olympic, it, it becomes like, a little less yeah, relevant. Yeah, and it's like, well, what's so big about the Olympics? Big deal. I could just watch any yeah. game because it's not special anymore because the rules are broken for certain people, and it seems always to be Russia. Russia not only breaks the rules, they get away with breaking the rules. Yeah,
0: well, they cheated the whole way through the Sochi Games, and they did it on purpose so that on their home soil they looked better. Mm-hmm. And they created an entire organization to try to fool the doping police
1: so that they could
0: take performance-enhancing drugs and beat the other athletes.
1: It's interesting how Russia views the Olympics. It's about Russia. Not that it's not about the USA, but to me, um, it's about the athletes. They have
0: to win, and they have to look strong. Like both. You know, it, yeah,
1: it's not, but it's so very little about the individual athlete there than it is about the, well, they got to go whole. back
0: to the salt mine in Siberia or whatever yeah. after yeah. it's <laughs> over, right? Yeah, I don't even know how that works <laughs> exactly. Salt Their mine. Ford Pinto is a bear. Here, <laughs> 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 here. All right. Maybe the whole Olympic thing is one of the reasons why you need to have your faith in humanity restored. Don't worry. Judy says she can do that for you. Hey, good morning to you and a happy Wednesday. It's warming up. You might walk outside this morning like Judy did and say, that's not so cold.
1: Didn't even wear a coat today.
0: See, mid-40s right now. We may reach a high in the low 50s, but a little bit of a warning. That's all going to change. Uh This afternoon, later afternoon, evening, uh we expect the rain to come in, the temperatures to drop, and then tomorrow, the S-word, mm. snow. Yeah. So
1: as much as warned. seven inches,
0: you've <laughs> been warned. So uh, there are a lot of people out there. Have you ever driven a Tesla? No, I they're pretty interesting. Um, uh, you know, I'm a car guy and I like internal combustion engines, but my buddy has one. And so I drove it. Um, the acceleration is amazing. They are, are lickety-split. They accelerate very fast. Electric motor's better uh, accelerating than a lot of internal combustion engines. Uh, the car itself, I wouldn't call it luxurious on the inside. It's, okay, it's sparse. It, it's got that feel to, like, uh, Apple. You know, it's okay, kind of clean.
1: That, why would that be? Why, what does that have to do with anything of it being an electric car?
0: Um, I, I'm i sure it has something to do with, it, with the way they designed it, but it's not really a... It just doesn't have a ton of creature comforts in it. But one of the interesting things about it also is, is that, you know, you can... Uh, l- like with your phone, you know when you get that little notice that you need to do an update? You can do updates on your car. You can download updates on your car and from time to time they've done uh, some interesting things out mm-hmm. there, right? Um, and now we've got... The government, which is recalling, issuing a recall for Teslas, about a half a million of them, over the sound of the horn. Do it again. So there is a boombox feature. Okay,
1: that's pretty funny. Where you can
0: play (laughs) pre-recorded audio through the speaker in place of the horn. So you get to pick a variety of different yeah. things, okay?
2: J.C. Whitney used to sell these things in their catalog back in the day. You could get a horn that would make a cow noise. Well, a,
0: I just think of, you know, the, the, the General Lee <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, oh, my Lee, God. Yeah.
2: Okay, the cow,
1: a, that would be, that's priceless. Move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what mine would be. But uh the fart noise is pretty darn funny. Yeah. So um
0: yeah, they have apparently say that it is not compliant with no. regulation <laughs> hmm. and that uh it could increase the risk of collision.
1: Well <laughs> your horn. And seriously, so the tra- uh, national the highway traffic safety administration says it could potentially drown out pedestrian warning sounds. Well, so could a horn, a regular Classic yeah. horn sound. I right. mean, it wasn't that long of a fart. It was just uh, just the right, just the right amount.
0: <laughs> so here's the solution. I the hope
2: s- somebody's pulling this audio for, oh, for later use. No, no, so Judy, the talking about party. solution I
3: give
1: and you receive
0: is that you won't be able to use the boombox sound and make this noise when your vehicle is in drive, <laughs> neutral, or reverse. But you will be able to use it if you are in park, sitting on the side of the road, or maybe just sitting right in front of a crosswalk waiting for pedestrians to come across you can hit as they do it.
1: That goes right in the face of what the Transportation (laughs) Safety Administration said. Now you're scaring some people. I mean, you'll have people running away, (laughs) running across the street to get away from your fart car.
0: It almost (laughs) makes me want to get a Tesla. You you had me at fart noise for the horn, you know, like that's what it took to push me over the edge.
1: (laughs) A a brief reminder here, the Tesla, the fart car company, attained a one trillion dollar valuation late last year.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, when you give the people what they want.
1: Yeah. Nope. You're going to reap in the benefits. It. They
0: want yeah. this. I remember they did a thing where they had to download around Christmas where you could download a thing and the, the lights would blink and play Christmas music mm-hmm. on your car and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you could do different things. You can customize uh, the car.
1: Oh, yeah, that's not distracting.
0: Yeah. you know. I mean, I
1: would look away and maybe never look back to the road if I saw that. I yeah, know. but then you might be car. driving
0: along and hear, what the hell was that? <laughs>
1: Did your I, car just you know fart? What? what was that? The thing <laughs> is, they could have made that sound better. It's not that great. Right? What, better Whoopie cushion ish. Yeah.
0: What would you like to record I don't for that know. Day? I, no, no, I think yeah. I heard
1: better. I just is there such heard a thing? better, Tesla.
0: Are there models that do that? You know, they have hand models. Do they have a fart mm-hmm. model? Yeah, I can't fart imagine, model, you know, hand hand. For when you do the Beano commercials Ugh. or maybe Pepto, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta Man's have a stunt fart. I think we've had enough of this talk by the way hope your breakfast is going well uh might be one of the reasons why you need to have your faith in humanity restored judy says she could do it for you right now
1: here we go billy macon is known as a faithful husband father and grandfather he ran his own business he wrote a book he enjoys his hobbies But for six decades, there was always something which gnawed at the 80-year-old. Although Megan graduated from West Anchorage High School in 1961, his diploma was given to him with a red stamp, displaying a very rude reminder that this student met minimum state requirements, turning the diploma from a point of pride into a point of pain. As a senior, he was already married with a child. He had a second one on the way. He was working at a nearby Air Force base to support them, which required a one-hour walk while finding time to study when he was able. Macon's granddaughter, after seeing what the red stamp had done to her grandfather's sense of pride, tried to contact the school district but had no success. So, for his 80th birthday, she wrote a moving social media post. The principal of Macon's high school saw it. She organized a special re-graduation ceremony complete with a recital from the school choir and a new diploma sans that stamp. Macon says it was unbelievable. He plans
0: to hang this one on the wall. You're here. That's outstanding. There's Judy restoring your faith in humanity. Thank you for that. Also, thanks a lot to MG and the posse over there in Mission Control, hitting all the buttons and making things happen. We've got Rachel on the other side of the double-pane bulletproof class today doing her work. Thank you very much for your help. DJ Tom. Sh- Your mouth, young man. He's sticking around here. He's got all kinds of things he's been doing for us. Appreciate that. And Nick Gale, who's going to get you updated on the, on the news, on the traffic you're experiencing and on the changes coming in the weather. You're going to need a variety of items
3: to make it through the next 36 hours from galoshes, right? To a snow shovel, possibly. Okay.